0: welcome to another edition of the tango banter i am Elisaveta and it is a pleasure to chat with you today uh, and i know those of you listening you've been reaching out and giving me some great feedback so i'm grateful for your support and encouragement and by the way did you know that you can actually subscribe to my podcast both on spotify and on apple podcasts so you can look it up tango banter and there i am i would love to have some subscribers this is the thing to do these days right is to get more subscribers to your thing that you're doing so if you like the podcast and if you'd like to support um, the future of it I uh, would love for you to check it out on Spotify or Apple and uh, yeah keep those messages coming I love hearing from you you can reach me at connect at so tango dot com, or you can find me on Facebook um, I am I'm there almost every day so would love to chat with you now today we have a very juicy topic Uh, and that is the topic of feedback. Giving feedback, receiving feedback in tango. It is the source of many wars started on the dance floor, off the dance floor. I have participated in many of them myself, and uh, I am here to share Just a few thoughts about it. I know this is a very big conversation, so we'll definitely not address all of the different aspects of this uh, interesting um, dilemma that we face as dancers, but I intend to open it up and maybe cultivate some more conversation for later. So why is feedback in tango so difficult Uh, we tend to not really like giving it and we don't necessarily like to receive it either Uh, there's a lot of tension that builds up and in particular in tango i think that some of it is gender related Uh, in my observation men tend to be more um, willing and ready to give feedback sometimes a lot of times unsolicited, and women, in contrast, tend to shy away from feedback, giving feedback, and uh, and in terms of receiving, I think both men and women have a hard time receiving feedback, so that's, that's shared between the genders, and um, there's a lot of reasons uh, why feedback can be difficult. Of course, it has to do with our sense of Worth, our sense of self, um, being wrong in some way. I also think um, something that contributes in tango in particular to this asymmetry of, of feedback giving and receiving between men and women is the fact that tango a lot of times is taught primarily first to leaders who are primarily men and then women or primarily women who are followers are taught to follow the men. So there's this interesting imbalance that develops where the men feel that they know what it's supposed to be like, and they take on the role of telling the women what it's supposed to feel like. And then women are on this receiving end feeling sort of shut down maybe, or um, silenced a lot of times they don't know how to speak back. And here I'm describing women, but really I'm describing myself. This is, this is where I came from. So if you resonate uh, on any of these points, just know this is something I lived through and, and I understand what it's like. So when I started out dancing, uh, it definitely was in this a place of, I'm just kind of in the dark. I'm just following, I'm, I'm just in the moment, judging my progress based on whether I'm doing it right, which is based on what my leader's telling me, which is based on what the teacher's saying, you know. And uh, that was really hard, and it caused a lot of problems, uh, and of course, being in a relationship with another dancer adds a layer of complexity, so I experienced that part of it as well having to negotiate and argue and the thing that i would always feel as a follower as a strictly a follower was that even though i was rejecting or wanting to argue something that the leader was telling me i didn't know how to articulate what it was i was feeling because i didn't understand what the leaders understood and there was this Huge gap uh, in communication. A lot of times, leaders give feedback to followers based on their own understanding, but having never actually followed or having never followed significantly to understand how it feels from the follower's perspective. So that becomes, you know, an area that can that can generate a lot of conflict. So today, I want to throw out some general descriptions of the kinds of feedback that exist in tango and what that might look like and then I want to make some suggestions that I have um, used for myself in my own journey as a dancer practicing with people as always also as a teacher Um, and as a teacher I have to give feedback a lot so I'm just going to share some tips that I've used that have helped me to bypass some of the emotional um emotional minds emotional um possibilities for conflict uh and get to the point because honestly what do we want more than to get better at dancing so we can have more fun right so feedback of course has to be part of it. And if you think of feedback in the context of a college course, for example, if you were to go in and study tango as a, as a course in a university, you would of course expect to get feedback. You would of course expect to be corrected. That would just be built in. And it would also be built in that you would probably learn both roles, right? they wouldn't necessarily have to do very much with gender because the whole point is going to be different. It's, it's about mastering the art or mastering the skill of tango. But unfortunately, what we've been, um, what we've been experiencing in the tango world is a little bit more gender related and so those dynamics are playing out and making it a little bit difficult for us to see past the emotion to the thing that actually matters. Uh, And in that way, we're actually holding back some of the growth that we could be going through if we had a functional way of giving and receiving feedback. So I wanna tell you a couple of stories here to exemplify two very opposite strategies for giving feedback that I have noticed and just for the sake of calling them something these opposite strategies let's call them yin and yang (laughs) and so I want to start with the yang story and this was uh, something that happened to me a number of years ago when I was attending uh, Milanga in uh in dallas texas i was returning there for a visit and i was already dancing for some time so i wasn't a novice i knew how to follow i knew a little bit of leading already i uh, had been to buenos aires um so i was i was pretty well versed and i was sitting next to this young hotshot professional dancer who was new on the scene and he was looking out on the dance floor and berating every couple that he was looking at he was pulling apart every part of their dance critiquing their technique and you know being just really mean but me being a young dancer who you know doesn't necessarily know what's right or what's wrong and I don't really have my own opinion yet I'm thinking well maybe he he's right maybe he sees something i don't see so i'm kind of listening to him and wondering you know what it would be like to dance with him so i you know wait long enough and he asks me to dance and we go out on the dance floor and we're dancing and about about halfway through the second song in the middle of the song he says you can start dancing whenever you want and i swear to god the world stopped i could not believe he just said that and of course it hurt my ego and i was totally turned off and i don't even know why i didn't walk off the dance floor right then and there i would have done that now but i finished the tanda never spoke with him again and i was really Upset, of course. I was kind of insulted. You know, what do you mean I can start dancing? What is it that I'm doing? You think I'm not dancing? Who are you to say what dancing is and is not? So it was very painful. And this is an example of the kind of feedback that sometimes sprouts out of certain leaders. It might sprout on the social dance floor, it might sprout in the practice setting. And it's just this kind of entitled uh, attitude of just the moment they feel something and they have, a, they have an opinion. It is their duty to tell you what they think about your dance and they need to correct you and they need you to know what, what they think of your dance. And in some way, it should be helpful. Like we should be grateful that they are even going to offer any feedback So this approach um, I've seen mostly practiced by men. I haven't experienced this coming from women in the same way. And uh, it is a little bit destructive, no? It's destructive and disruptive. The interesting lesson for me is that several years later, I understood what he meant. I understood what he was trying to say. And I even now perhaps sometimes feel a similar emotion that would make me wanna say something like that to someone, right? Like it's not that he maybe was wrong, but the style of his delivery, the timing, it was just unkind and it was poorly timed, right? That's that's the lesson that sometimes your feedback might be on point, correct, absolutely, factually credible, but it just might not be the time or the place to give it. And don't assume that the other person wants to hear it, even if they're a beginner. You know, beginners are always eager to soak up feedback. And I, you know, sometimes beginners, my beginner students will say, oh, you know, can you dance with me at the milonga and, you know, give me some pointers and give me some feedback, I want to get better. And I always say, absolutely not. When it's milonga time, when it's social dance time, I have no business being in that mode of picking apart your dance and thinking about what you're doing wrong or right or whether your technique is wrong. All that's there. I can turn that on at any point. But over the years, I have learned to turn that off and to really give the other person the respect and this reverence for who they are by being with them in the present moment the way they are with me without having an agenda without without wanting them to be any different right so so that's one example now i'll give you the complete opposite and some of you might might listen to this story and and uh You might resonate and think oh yeah this is so much better right so a few years later i am in portland and i i was in a relationship with another dancer who was very ambitious uh, very committed to tango really wanted to practice all the time and we had terrible chemistry when it came to practice. We had awesome chemistry when dancing, and that's actually how we met. So we loved dancing with each other. But when it came to practicing with each other, oh, it was the worst. And towards, I mean, it was like this from the beginning, but towards the end, there was never a time that we could practice without some sort of tension or underlying feeling of negativity. So we both understood our dilemma. We both admitted to each other that we were stubborn and that we need to be kinder to each other, we need to find a way to work together. And so eventually we started to try to find ways to communicate when we had something to say to each other. And it would come in the form of, hey, may I offer you some feedback? Or, um, can I say something? Or, you know, I was thinking, maybe if you tried blah, blah, blah. Um, So it it was statements like that. I'm curious what would happen if you tried blah, blah, blah. So, of course, this sounds so much more polite, so much more gentle, but I kid you not, even to this day if I hear that statement may I offer you some feedback it kind of makes my hair stand up on my back (laughs) like I I get a little wired because it feels so mm, insincere it feels like there's something underneath that statement like it's kind of this little facade, this veneer, that's put over the criticism that's underneath. So whenever he would say that, he would say, may I offer you some feedback? (laughs) Of course, I would be like, well, actually, let me offer you some feedback. And then we're back to square one, and it's like we're back at each other's throats. So, So taking this more yin approach, which is, a more polite, more pleasant, calm, you know, practicing nonviolent communication. It might seem that it's a better strategy, but I really haven't found that to be the case because it still just feels like the other person is, has something to criticize and they're just getting ready for it. You know, they're just kind of preparing you for what's to come. Now, both of these strategies for feedback, yin and yang, of course there's nothing necessarily wrong in them in themselves, like I'm not saying that in another situation it's not appropriate to just say out loud exactly the thing that needs to be happening right now. Like sometimes that's appropriate. Sometimes it's appropriate to do the opposite, but It doesn't work perfectly in the world of tango because I think, this is my opinion, is that we're all a little bit emotionally immature. You know, somebody described tango as like being back in high school or middle school. And I think that's true. And I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm saying it in this way that when we enter into tango, it's almost like we're teleported back into our younger selves. And we are confronted with a lot of baggage that we might have not dealt with since those years. And we get in touch with a lot of emotional stuff that's been laying dormant. And so because of that, these strategies don't work sometimes. They should, they could, if we were all like very mature and integrated and we all understood what the other person really means and if we really felt like equals and we felt like colleagues rather than one person knowing everything the other person's being in the dark but it's not like that right it's it's we have these we have these um things that are in our minds in our hearts and they're just kind of sitting there and they get triggered really easily so we have to kind of be aware of that whenever we are thinking about this subject of what it means to give feedback and what kinds of adjustments or considerations we should have now even with my ex you know who was my representation of the yin um, strategy later on You know, there's many times I look back on that time and I think, oh, now I understand. Now I understand what he meant. And I agree with him in hindsight. But at the time, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't mature enough. I didn't have it all figured out for myself in order to be able to process this kind of feedback. So again, it comes down to timing, right? It comes down to timing, comes down to discernment, knowing when to say it how to say it and of course there's trial and error because the question of like how do you actually give feedback without hurting anybody's feelings or getting hurt well you can't guarantee that right because again we're coming to it with all this baggage with all this like unresolved teenage drama that might still be lurking in the background and so sometimes you might be innocently offering a piece of feedback and the other person gets really upset, right? Or you might be on the receiving end and you think to yourself, this is fine, I shouldn't be upset, but I am. Why am I upset, right? It's It It can be kind of confusing. So ultimately the reality is that feelings are going to get hurt. That's That's the reality. That's just part of the that process of learning part of the bumps and bruises of the learning process you know like when you're learning to do anything physical and you expect to fall or to bump or to hurt yourself a little bit you know this is the kind of thing that we're signing up for when we are learning tango we're going to get a little pushed a little our buttons are going to get a little pushed Um, And that's why it's so important to have a really strong connection to the community, to have a community, to have close friends within the community that you can talk to, that you can share, that you can bounce ideas off of, ask questions. Uh, That to me has really been the biggest ingredient to being able to integrate the information that you're getting, so that you're not by yourself processing what somebody tells you, or you're not by yourself having to figure out how to speak up for yourself and talk to someone. So for women, a lot of times it's the opposite dilemma. It's not how to reel the the feedback back in. It's more like how to feel confident enough to speak up and what is it that you're allowed to say. So uh, I frequently cite this story of a woman calling me one day and saying you know i i dance with this partner i've been dancing with him for a while and his collar is always poking me in my face and what do i do about that you know and it was just so interesting to hear her explain and describe the situation in such detail and then i said well have you told him and she says, "Am I allowed? Am I allowed to say something?" And you know that conversation has stayed with me through the years as a reminder of where a lot of us women are coming from. We're coming from this place of even wondering if we're allowed to speak up, much less like, "What are we going to say when we do?" Right? So it's it's a little bit of a an interesting place to explore for women. And I encourage, um, I encourage you, if you're a woman and if you've had the difficulty in, in giving feedback, I encourage you to find ways to practice that uh, and to build up that skill because it's a really, uh, really important um, thing to do to develop. Because um, you your voice needs to be heard. You're part of that tango history now. If you're a dancer, your tango is part of the world tango, so your feedback to someone else will help them to develop. I always think of tango dancers, we're being being created, we're being co-created by everyone that we're dancing with, right? Not one person knows what tango is. It's like we figure out what tango is by dancing with hundreds of people over the years, and through that connection and working with different people, little by little we approximate and we get at what really matters in the dance and feedback is one of those things that's so important to develop the skill to give feedback so i'm (laughs) i am concluding my soapbox here with a few uh, pointers uh, that might be helpful for you to decide what kind of feedback to give and when to give it so the the first thing I want you to consider is to just check in with yourself and check in what state of mind you're in when you're about to give feedback. I think that has got to be the most important place to start because if you are coming from a place of agitation, frustration, anger, uh, some sort of annoyance no matter how you say it it's going to the other person's going to feel it if there's any kind of feeling in you that's like i really don't like the way this person feels and i want to fix them it's just really bothering me they need to do this instead you know if it's that mindset then i would say hold back don't don't give feedback from that place um because the person is going to feel it even if you cloud it in may i give you some feedback (laughs) right um so what you want to do is come from a place of first of all kindness and compassion because guess what you were in the dark at some point as well secondly that kindness and compassion will give you more of a sense of discernment of whether It's a good time or not whether the other person is ready if if they are receptive if it's time to give that feedback maybe maybe they're so overwhelmed they can't keep track of anything else right and that comes with time it comes with practice so um again you you want to put yourself in those situations where you're having to do that just so that you learn to discern when it's appropriate to give feedback and when it's not and so the number one is check yourself check where you are in your state of mind and where you are emotionally if you are feeling annoyed don't give feedback (laughs) like try try to wait now once you've decided to give feedback my suggestion is to be as clear and direct about the thing that you're experiencing as possible so what I try to do is to switch the, my language from using the word you to using the word I. So for example, instead of saying, your arm has too much tension here, I would rephrase that and say, you know, I'm feeling a lot of tension in my arm right now. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm being pushed off balance right now. And just state it you know, and maybe you say, I think maybe it's because. I think this might be going on. Your aim here is to really describe your experience of tango, of, of your dance, rather than pick apart their technique and what they are doing wrong. And I tell you, this strategy is so useful because even for me, with as much feedback that i give a lot of times if i if i zero in and direct my feedback at the person i'm actually limiting the possibilities for the solution but if i keep it open and i say here's what i'm feeling and then i allow the other person to suggest or propose a solution or you know ask follow up questions there are times that things will work out in a way that i didn't expect and that's happened to me a lot and that's i i really love working this way the other thing that it does um when you go direct like when you're just really direct no preface no not like can i say something can i offer you like no just say you know what i feel this i'm feeling this thing right now and do it in a way that's like very unemotional like you're describing an object you're like holding something in front of you and you're saying you know this thing feels like this to me and i'm the attitude is like i'm wondering if it can be changed because here's what my experience is i'm having a difficult time with blah 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 this really brings up a more collaborative attitude And there's a feeling of that both you and your partner are working out something together. You're problem solving something together. That's a very different place to arrive at uh, during feedback. So that's step number two, okay? So number one, check yourself. Number two, state the thing as clearly as possible kind of like you're taking it out of your body, you're taking tango outside of your identity and you're looking at it in front of you with the other person there and you guys are figuring out together what this tango looks like between you two. It doesn't exist anywhere else. This particular tango, when you dance with that person, only exists between you two. So it's like you two are coming together to figure out how tango can streamline itself between your two bodies, right? That's the attitude. Okay, number three is accept the consequences, okay? This one's probably the hardest, requires the most maturity, but it is essential for you to grow and get better at it. Just accept what happens. Sometimes you will offer feedback and the other person is just not gonna be open to it. They're gonna say, oh really, it's your fault. (laughs) Oh really, I don't feel that. Um, It must be something you're doing. Like if you feel this kind of like abrupt shutting down, walls go up and there's like this resistance right off the bat and you know what that feels like. If you feel that, back off, really. That's the other person just saying, not available for feedback right now, don't wanna get it from you, don't wanna have it in this moment. And so you let go, don't pursue it, don't try to um, prove your point, don't try to show them in ways that it could be better or tell them like, oh, but it would be so much better if you were open to blah, 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 you know, like just abort, respect The fact that this person doesn't want to hear that feedback right now right and of course you then have the opportunity you have the choice you have the power to decide to maybe not dance with them or not work with them in a practice setting that's your power and of course you can be honest about that you know I would love for everyone to be a lot more open and clear with with their desires in tango and if there's somebody that you have been working with that's not working well for you you should have the freedom to be like you know what i don't really like working with this person I, our tango doesn't really work very well so i might as well move on to someone else that's fine but you want to make sure to give that person the space and the time to just know withdraw and think for themselves and and maybe come back to it later maybe not but don't worry Um, just because they don't get that point right then doesn't mean that anybody's wrong or it just means the timing is off it just means that it's it's not the place or the time for that feedback at the moment now to finish I realize that this is a lot to process and it's it's very demanding to think about having to do that especially if you're practicing with somebody you've never met or if it's practicing in a very crowded class where you get a person for just a few minutes and you know and also you might actually feel as a woman that there's a lot of things to overcome before you can even speak up and so this is why um, i want to share with you this this project that i've been developing and some of you are already part of it but um, last year i've launched a community called chicas del tango and this is a community for women who at first it was really for women who want to learn to lead and that's the the i guess the first uh, spark of inspiration for this community But really, it's a community for all women who want to empower their dance, even if you're not necessarily interested in leading. But as I've said before, knowing how to lead and knowing the principles of leading is something that's going to help you a lot in developing your dance. So this community is an online community as well as an in-person community. So if you live if you live in Los Angeles or close to it, or if you're ever in Los Angeles, you're welcome to come to one of my practicas. I have a practica once a week. I have a brunch practica once a month on Sundays. And also there's this huge online component that I'm building, which is uh, both a community of women from around the world as well as online learning portal with courses and seminars on particular topics. And I think that this is one of the best ways for us to innovate in today's um, environment, our tango environment that we have now, and introduce some new ways of sharing tango knowledge, tango inspiration to support each other, and so, things like giving feedback can be something that's really easy and very friendly when it's done in a community of other women where you feel that you're you know surrounded by like minded people dealing with very similar things. So, I would love for you to check it out. I'm really excited about offering this um, membership to as many people as possible and building this community around the world so if you're interested uh, you can check it out at chicasdeltango.com i'm not going to go too much into the details at this point but just take some time check it out see if this is something you're interested in and you can reach out to me and chat with me more uh, and i can tell you more about it for now i leave you with um I guess with the call to action and that is allow yourself to feel empowered and to trust yourself that you are capable of speaking up when it's needed of giving feedback that is on point even if you feel that you can't speak up because you don't know enough and you might be wrong even then allow yourself the possibility that you just might be right and you can learn this skill it's very useful and i think as we as dancers as a community learn these strategies it will benefit all of us and help us progress to the next levels that we want to achieve in tango (sighs) all right thank you for listening and i will be chatting with you next week at another tango banter ciao